0: لله, alameen, الله الله السلام, كثيران كثيران. My, my brothers and sisters one of the most beautiful uh, qualities of the sahaba is one like, if not the most beautiful quality which was so critical and so critically important uh, in Building the Ummah of muhammadur Muhammad was their 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 brotherhood between each other. now when I say brotherhood we mean the brotherhood of faith. this was the unique thing that Rasulullah did in Madina uh, which happened only in Madina it did not happen in Makkah. obviously the the Muslims in Mecca also were uh, they lived together as brothers, there was a sense of brotherhood between them, they loved each other and so on and so forth. But this very specific uh, action, this very uh, specific initiative, uh, intervention of uh, creating a brotherhood of faith, which was intended to and it succeeded in transcending uh, other uh, reasons for cohesion, other reasons for being together and sharing a common identity which are which are usual and common uh, among people which is uh, the uh, the the cohesion that comes from uh, being members of the same family or the same race uh, or in tribal cultures from being members of the same tribe and uh, the Uh, the the, the call to nationalism that uh, constantly is raised, including uh, as I speak in different countries, uh, which was all of those who were there, they were present. uh, Also during the time of Rasulullah they have always been present. Um, But Rasulullah created a new uh, new, um, reason to come together a new reason for brotherhood, a new reason for uh, being one. And that was a brotherhood of faith as very different from any other reason uh, of for a brotherhood. And this brotherhood of faith was called the Ummah. The Ummah of Muhammad Now, what he did was that apparently randomly and of course nothing that the prophet ﷺ did was random it was always guided by allah ﷻ. but on the face of it if you look at it it seemed to be very random because and it was something which was uh, which was characterized by diversity for example uh, if you were putting people together uh, if you were forming groups um, and you would probably naturally try to group people or pair people uh, of, uh, who have some similarity with each other. Uh, people who maybe spe- sp- speak the same language, uh, people who perhaps, uh, you know, come from the same uh, part of the world, uh, people who, have, who share something in common. But Rasulullah well Sallallahu did the opposite. He, he paired people... Uh, who were as disparate from each other as could possibly be, uh, he, he paired them with each other. So these were people who were, who apparently had almost nothing in common with each other, except the fact that they were both that both of these people were Muslim. And I think that was the uh, the message that he was driving, which was to say that the, the the real commonality is that we worship one God, that we worship only Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala jalaluhu. Jalla. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also reinforced this um, or initiated it by two very specific ayat in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned this ummah of muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam specifically uh, with that name where he said in hadhihi ummatukum ummatan wahida wa ana rabbukum farbudun." وَإِنَّ هَذِهِ أُمَّتُكُمْ أُمَّةً وَأَنَا رَبُّكُمْ فَاتَّقُونَ So these two ayat in two different surahs, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned, He said, this ummah of yours is one ummah, and I am your Rabb, I am your uh, protector, creator, protector, sustainer, maintainer. Um, So therefore worship only me. In هَذِهِ Ummatukum, this ummah of yours, verily this Umma of yours, Ummatan Wahida, is one Ummah. Wa ana rabbukum and I am your Rabb, فَعْبُدُونَ So therefore worship me. Worship me meaning worship me alone. And then he said Jalajalhu, جل Wa in Nahadihi Ummatukum Ummatan Wahida, and this ummah of yours is one Ummah. Wa ana rabbukum and I am your Rabb, fat-taqun. therefore have my taqwa. So in one ayat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that this is one ummah and I am your Rabb, so worship me, this ummah of yours is one ummah and I am your Rabb, so have my taqwa. Now taqwa as we know is this overarching, overwhelming, um, unique concern for the pleasure only of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, that every action of mine is designed is done with this overarching concern that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should be, should be pleased with me uh, this is the uh, the meaning of taqwa so I said I so we say I am concerned my only concern is that Allah must be pleased with me and therefore uh, I do everything I do with that one concern, that my Rabb should be pleased with me. So therefore we do this uh, uh, we do this action and we do whatever we do with this overall concern, that's called taqwa. Uh, the, it's not fear of Allah, it is fear of displeasing the one I love the most. Why am I concerned that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should not be displeased with me? Because I love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the most now i could be i could have this concern and i should have this concern also because allah, i don't want allah to be displeased with me because i fear the wrath of allah subhanahu wa taala i fear his punishment uh, but then if i if it's only fear of allah subhanahu wa taala in that sense uh, exclusively without the love of allah subhanahu wa taala being there then it is very much like what the shaitan said this is what iblis said he said inni akhaf allah he said i i fear allah but this fear of allah or that Iblis had Did not stop him from disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So today may Allah protect us and and, uh, and save us from ourselves uh, When a Muslim for example borrows money on interest When a Muslim deals in haram When a Muslim buys and sells haram What behavior is he displaying? I'm not passing judgment on anybody I'm not making fatawa I'm just asking a very simple question That if uh, a Muslim knowingly um, and of course, somebody who is borrowing money on interest is doing that knowingly. But anyway, uh, if a Muslim knowingly borrows money on interest, what is what does he know? He knows that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has declared war on the one who borrows money on interest um, on his own behalf as well as on behalf of Rasulullah sallallahu A Muslim knowingly borrows money on interest. A Muslim knowingly lends money on interest. A Muslim knowingly buys and sells haram. He deals in products and services which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has declared to be uh, to be illegal, to be haram, uh, to be prohibited. And as we know that all of this is done only for our benefit, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not benefited or harmed by anything we do. So therefore, despite knowing all of this, if a Muslim does that, then what do we say about this person? And if this person said, no, but I fear Allah, well, then, then your behavior is just like that of shaitan, because shaitan also said, I fear Allah but that did not stop him from disobeying allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so <coughs> I, I i remind myself and i warn myself and you <coughs> let us stop uh, let us stop behaving like this so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this uh, the, this whole series on, on the sahaba uh, rasulullah sallallahu created this ummah based on these two facts and, allah, and i said allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reinforced this What are these two facts? That who is my brother? My brother is the one who loves Allah. My brother is the one who worships Allah. And who is your brother? My brother is the one who loves Allah and who obeys Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is taqwa. So who is a a Muslim? The one who worships Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone without partners. And This Muslim, man or woman, is my brother or sister. And who is a Muslim? One who uh, obeys Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because they love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we are not talking about somebody who's uh, trying to find loopholes and and ways to escape the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are talking about people who love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who who don't look for loopholes to escape. They look for different ways in which Allah will be pleased. More and more ways in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will be pleased. So I'm doing whatever I'm doing, but I would like to do more because I love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And therefore, whatever I'm doing to me seems to be insufficient. So I say to myself, no, no, this is not enough, I must do more. And what is that more? Well, let me see what my Rabbah wants and I would like to do more. This is the basis and this was the basis on which this Ummat of Muhammad was formed. People who, whose heart beat as one and the tune or the, or the, uh, the rhythm of this heart was the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Jalla brothers and sisters, that is what revolutionized the world. That is what took a group of people who were completely insignificant in, in world history until that time and converted them into the most significant people in world history thereafter. And that is, this is historical fact recorded. It doesn't matter whether you like Muslims, you don't like Muslims, you love Muslims, you don't love Muslims. All the Orientalist scholars in the world, they could not change this one particular fact, which was that the Muslims that came out of this school of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa changed the world. And when I say school, there was no formal school, there was no university, there was no... This was people who were schooled within courts um, in the values and the ethics and the morals of muhammadur rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and all of those sprang from and began from these two basic fundamental principles which is the worship of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu and the love of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu which leads to the which leads to obedience of muhammad of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu in the way of muhammadur rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam I want you to give this some thought. I will also think about this and then let us ask a very simple question. Do I fit into this? Do I fit into this? And if I fit into this, Alhamdulillah, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for istiqamat. We ask Allah for uh, uh, for for, for uh, uh, steadfastness on that path. And if I do not fit into this, then we ask Allah subhanahu wa Taala's forgiveness and we immediately change istighfar and Tauba. الله على Wasahi الكريم وعلى آله وصحبه Rahim. Wassalamu Alaihi Wasalamu Alaihi Wasalamu Alaihi Wasalamu Alaihi